<laughs> how you doing? We remembered how to use the equipment. <laughs> That's an achievement. It's, I mean, I've learned how to use it. You didn't even speak into the right side of the microphone earlier on. Jess, why can't I hear you on the microphone? Oh, yes, that's because it's facing the floor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just looking at him with evil eyes right now. Which I'm sure you can hear through the microphone pointed at the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much to everyone who listened to episode one. We've had some wonderful feedback and it's been very moving and overwhelming to know that you've all enjoyed it. Uh, Enjoyed our crazy little idea of filling you in on every nook and cranny of pregnancy oh dear so thank you well that's how babies are made (laughs) (laughs) no it's been really it's been really lovely to hear that so many people have internationally listened to the podcast as well uh say what did you not know this so i've got the um the analytics and and the app open and having a little look people have listened to it in france Ooh. People have listened to it in America. People have listened to it in Russia, I think was the other one. It's not even available on iTunes and Spotify at this time of recording. It's pretty oh. good, isn't it? Oh, well, thank you. It's just one person on a plane. They're just going around the world, listen to it again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we really, really appreciate everyone listening mm. and, and taking an interest in uh, our journey and our family to be and listening to us being or becoming first-time parents. I suppose we're first-time pregnant at the moment, aren't we? We are first-time pregnant, but hopefully our ramblings will help other people if they're going to go through the same journey as we are. And if not, you can just laugh at how much pain we're going to be in and how (laughs) poor we're going to be. Because, yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. It already is happening. Mm. (laughs) So this is episode two. We talk about everything from... The 12-week scan, the first time we saw an image of our, our little nugget. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about... So my, what did my voice do there? <laughs> Sorry, I must say that my voice is particularly low this week because I've been singing non-stop all weekend at work. So if I sound a bit like Barry White, that's probably why. <laughs> I'm a bit growly and gruff today, aren't I? Just a bit, dear. Just a bit. Just a yeah. bit. And you're talking about my looks. You're not even talking about my voice, are you? <laughs> <laughs> But what else do we talk about today? Uh, Twelve-week scan, first midwife appointment mm-hmm. at ten weeks. We talk about more pregnancy symptoms and mm-hmm. how my body's changing, and just generally the timeline between about seven to twelve weeks. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big time in baby time because it's already gone from a tiny, tiny, tiny size, like nothing, to being what resembles a human being it's a very important time yeah. for growing baby it's a very important time so we hope you enjoy it uh there may or may not be a dad based joke somewhere during the episode there will be <laughs> she's made me tell a joke um sorry, sorry in advance everyone sorry. that's going to become a thing now isn't it but if you enjoy it um then let us know uh here is episode two of first time parent podcast enjoy Yay. So immediately after you told me, yes, how are you feeling the next few days when you knew that we collectively had a secret now? Not so much a secret, but <laughs> that we collectively had something going on that was going to change our lives that no one else knew about. It was hard because once I told you, I just wanted everyone to know and I felt 
especially at work, I felt as though I was holding on to a secret for quite a while. And not that it's a secret to be embarrassed about or ashamed about or anything like that. You know, you're trying not to tell people for a reason because it's early on. And I felt as though everybody in the office was second guessing me. So there were certain things that that were happening or certain changes that I was noticing about myself that I thought, oh, everybody must be, everybody must be looking at me and, and noticing, but they weren't. Did you have that itch to want to tell them? Yeah, definitely. Like, oh, I want to do it. I want to oh, tell them a secret. Do yeah, it, it, was, it was hard to keep it. It was hard to keep it from them. Our Our next step from this point was to make a doctor's appointment because mm. that's what you do isn't it when you're pregnant you 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 make a doctor's appointment no yeah. well i thought this was the case but my immediate thing would be you've done a pregnancy test but that's a home thing that's something like you do yourself like a self-diagnosis so i thought okay the next step is go to the doctors and you get it medically confirmed that to me is just logic that's what you read about that's what you hear about that's I hadn't read about expect. it, but I just imagined that was what you did. From Well, from what I'd gathered, you go to the doctors and then you you wee for them. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and they, then, they then you make test. an appointment for the doctors and see what... <laughs> and certainly, my mum told me that when, you know, when she was, when, when she was having me, she didn't know if, uh, for sure, if she was pregnant until she went to the doctors. And it wasn't an instant... Thing, she had to wait weeks before they came back to her. There was mm. no, there were no home pregnancy tests, True. so it's the doctors that can confirm your pregnancy. And it's always been in my head that although you know you've done the test and you know they still, for the medical notes, have to have to confirm it. I thought you'd have to have a similar thing to a pregnancy test, but maybe something a bit more clinical or they have to examine you or something i just i just that's what i thought it had to be done me too turns out none of it wrong <laughs> wrong <laughs> now whether it's whether it's just a, a lewisham and greenwich nhs trust thing but we went to the doctors went into the appointment lovely lovely doctor <laughs> all excited us. hand in hand yeah, <laughs> and, and he said he said oh, so how can i help you today jessica and, and she went i um I'm pregnant. And the doctor sat back in her chair and went, oh, lovely. Basically, what can I do about it? <laughs> <laughs> she then went on to say that you're right. It's a, a a borough thing. And we are one of the only boroughs in Lewisham and Greenwich where you have to self-refer yourself to get in the, in the midwife's uh, appointments books and get registered that way. So bless her. She was lovely. She gave us she gave us the right information where to go and do that. But ultimately, we came out of that appointment thinking, oh, that was a bit of a anticlimax. We felt a little bit robbed. Yeah, I felt a bit silly, if I'm honest. <laughs> we were like, hello, doctor, we're pregnant. And she was like, oh, no, no, the one. <laughs> no, it wasn't that at all. It was, it was just, we, it's another proof that, we haven't done this before and you don't think about these things until you're in this situation like 
you don't look at why would you look it up of what to do if you think you're pregnant until you're in that situation so it's all very interesting i do still think this is one of the only areas where this happens from what i gather so if anybody else goes to the doctors they might find that they do still have to we for them <laughs> and mm. my friend said to me oh didn't she didn't she give you the the colored wheel and and show you uh and ask you your dates and and predict when you were due then and I said no nothing not at all you don't mean that they just give you like a wheel of fortune wheel and you spin it and you're, you're gonna have a baby in <laughs> oh January oh three weeks to go <laughs> Well, something, yeah, apparently there's a wheel that the doctors have or they had that they would use to chart the dates and then and swing it round. And then they'd be like, that's your due date. But no, we didn't have any of that. I kind of wish they'd done a wheel now. <laughs> You're going to have a <laughs> speedboat. <Cha-cha-cha-ching. laughs> Our survey says. <laughs> oh, dear. Um. So yeah, we, we, we had that appointment. That was a little bit of an anticlimax. So we had to go and register everything online. <laughs> we sound, and it, we oh. sound so selfish. <laughs> that was an anticlimax. Moving I, on. I was absolutely livid. The doctor didn't have party poppers, balloons and cake for us. <laughs> <laughs> so we made another appointment straight after that. Went back and said, sorry, could you make more of an effort, please? <laughs> self-referral online filled out all the forms and waited for the first appointment to come through which was the 10-week appointment with the midwife and we still had a few weeks to wait even before that because it was still pretty early on but our 10-week appointment with the midwife came and we both we both went didn't we Mm. and I would say it was pretty overwhelming, wouldn't you? Yes. So our midwife appointment, our first one, well, yours, but ours. No, this is definitely ours. And I think... Oh, no, of, this was actually because they asked, I think they asked of all the midwife more. appointments that they would prefer the partners to be at, it is the most certainly one. this one. I must say I'm quite, hand, not hands-on, but I'm quite hands-on in being as involved as possible mm. with all the appointments more so that if there's something that you've mentioned while we're at home that you simply forget to mention i'm there if oh pregnancy... i definitely need a second brain right yeah, now it, pregnancy brain is definitely kicked in um and it's... <laughs> but also for the first midwife appointment it seems that the the partner um if they are the the male partner who's conceived uh with the female partner they, the family history is asked about whether it be diabetes or heart conditions or lung conditions or anything like that. Um, so it's quite interesting, but it is very overwhelming. It's about a good hour. We were there it, a good hour and 20 it's minutes. It's longer. It's about, yeah, it's about 80 to 90 minutes that you're in there. But half of that was you not knowing you had to wee in a pot and get in stage fright. Oh, gosh. I had a melt. <laughs> uh, this was... This was one of my first meltdowns, apart from the hormonal, <laughs> apart from the hormonal one I mentioned last time. This was, this was a meltdown. Uh, when I arrived, they said, oh, you need to go and do a, you need to go and do a wee. That's fine. That shouldn't be a problem for me at the moment. I, I was nowhere near as bad as I am now, but 
you know, I am a frequent wear and I was starting to need to go a little bit more than normal. So it shouldn't be, shouldn't be a problem at all. Took the little tub into the, into the toilet and uh, went to, went to go and do the sample. And there was, there was someone outside the window with a very, very noisy leaf blower. And it put me off so much, I couldn't wee. I needed a wee, but it gave, I got stage fright and I couldn't go. And I was in there for ages. You were stuck outside waiting and they came in to get us and I just couldn't go. And by the time I came out of there having to give up, I, I, was, I was teary, wasn't I? I was like, oh my God, I can't even do this. I can't even wee in a pot. What kind of mum am I gonna be? <laughs> Back in the doctor's office, what was making it overwhelming for you? Was it the amount of questions? Was it the intimacy of the questions? Everything was fine as we were going along. I think it wasn't until we came out at the end of the appointment where we'd been in there probably about 80 to 90 minutes of long questions. She'd started, sorry, she'd started filling out the big orange notebook which I now carry with me to every single appointment lots of personal questions for both of us about our medical history our family history and when you come out of that appointment you have so much information that is given to you and so many leaflets and all the paperwork I came out with a big bundle of things didn't I and I just thought I don't know what to do with all of this now. It's, that was, I think it was just the whole thing overwhelming. And there wasn't one part of it that made me go, oh, I don't like it. It was just taking stock of the whole experience and then realising, oh, don't know how I feel about that. I know it's just their job, but they were very good with us. Oh, they were lovely. It was very, it was quite refreshing to know that even though we were being quite intimate and honest and open with someone because it's medical, mm. it still felt like they took a care and an interest in you. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't just yeah. woman having baby, fill out form. It was quite nice for them to know and They're remind very personable. us. personable. Yeah, remind us that they are going to be there every step. And the the senior staff member, she said, she teaches this class, this class, this class. If you come to this antenatal class, it'll be me that's doing it. Or I help with this. You might see me at this children's centre if you come for your midwife appointment here. That I really liked that. I liked that a lot. Mm. And one thing that that struck me the most with that one was talking about where I was going to give birth. It was the 10-week appointment and if I'm honest, my mind hadn't really gone there yet. Oh, you hadn't realised that it's got to come out of you? No, not at all. Uh-oh. I've only just, well, I've only just taken in the fact that it's in there, <laughs> let alone it's got to come out. <laughs> so for Surprise. me, that was, that was, that was terrifying. She was, sitting there, she was sitting there sort of asking questions about where do you want to give birth? Uh, this is this option and this is this option. And... I didn't have a clue what she was talking about and she spoke about the the birthing centre and 
bless her it felt like she was selling it to me like it was a hotel room so (laughs) in greenwich and lewisham or lewisham and greenwich nhs trust and i don't know again because we don't we've never done this before i don't know if this is a thing that you can you can access in various nhs trusts but there seems to be two different options when it comes to delivering your baby um in yes. in the in Queen Elizabeth Hospital, which is the the hospital that's lo- local to us, that where where you will be given birth. So there's the maternity ward, which it seems to be what you would imagine a hospital giving birth like. Mm. There are. Uh, we'll only briefly mention this now because we're going to cover this in much more detail in another episode. Because we're, we're lucky enough to be invited every every prospective birther. I suppose mother is invited to go and have a look around the maternity ward and the birthing suite in in the hospital just so you can make uh, uh, an informed decision about where you'd like to deliver but on the on the, the the kind of front of it it's the maternity ward is a ward where you will have a bed with a few other ladies in the ward and then when it comes to delivery time you get moved to a specific room delivery to suite delivery suite to give birth and then you go back and recover in a ward with a couple of other uh, women. Mm-hmm. Then there's the births. Birth, no, the birthing centre. Birthing centre. And that is more like a hotel room. They make it more like a home from home. It has a birthing pool. Uh, the difference is... Colour on the walls. That's yeah, quite nice. Yeah. The, so, so the main difference is is what pain relief you can have in each room. In the delivery suite... You can have all the pain relief, but in the birthing centre, you can't have an epidural. But this is stuff that we'll touch on later. Yeah. But There'll be a whole me, podcast about that. This was something that I came out of the appointment in panic mode about because we were talking about birthing centres and delivery suites and the fact that I was a low-risk pregnancy, so I should be fine to go into the birthing centre. I didn't know what any of this meant. And to be honest, I didn't really know what any of this meant until a few weeks ago um and i'm 28 weeks now so yeah it was all pretty overwhelming i remember bringing all the paperwork and the files and everything home and if i'm really honest with you i put them away and i didn't look at them for quite a few weeks because i just couldn't bring myself to do it uh it was all so much to take in that I, maybe I was in a bit of denial, I don't know. I put everything away and I didn't pick it back up again until we were due to go for the scan. Um, and yeah, that's my that was my way of dealing with it. I could, I'd had a lot to process and I, I just couldn't sit and read through it all again. It was it was just it was it was blowing my mind. <laughs> but it's understandable that you would feel like that because. Mm. Again, it's the same point we keep going back to. Why would you think of anything like that until you're pregnant? It's a very imposing thing, isn't it? Especially knowing that, hey, which one of the two places would you like a body to be ripped out of you in? Ta-da! Yeah. At, at 10 or 11 weeks pregnant. Thanks for that. Also... Oh, yeah, I, I probably should say that. Uh, where would you like to go and visit butterflies, unicorns and rainbows on Happy Gas? Okay. Also, the other thing to consider as well, and this was something that was playing on my mind a bit, 
there's a lot of information to take in and you're asking me questions about where I'm going to give birth to my child but I haven't even had a scan yet and then until you have that confirmation of the scan and you actually see the baby you don't know for sure that there is really a baby there I know my body is pregnant but that's a very good point my my body is pregnant but I might not actually have a baby or the baby may not have made it it's a very real thing and until we'd had that confirmation I don't think I could bring my head round to the idea of of all the official stuff and it, it maybe it felt like the appointments were the wrong way round for me I know they have to do things a certain way but just in my head like the way I little organize things into my little head spaces and drawers I think it just might have been I needed to go the other way around see the baby first and then talk about it perhaps so you want all the appointments after you've given birth no <laughs> yes <laughs> absolutely not I do need some wow. preparation okay let's go and fill out some forms <laughs> <laughs> but also I would say this time if you can remember and I don't know I don't know if you can I felt like these few weeks were limbo time and I don't mean like going under a limbo and well you still can <laughs> but I mean we were left in lim- left in limbo and no one's left us in limbo but it felt like we were having to float around quite a bit whilst we were waiting there is a bit of hang for that there is a little bit of hang time to do with it isn't there because you you just have to wait and I think like you just said you're you're absolutely correct it's more personal you and I wanted to see the baby before we t- and, and I, th- I suppose it's the three month quote unquote safe window mm. isn't it um see how the the scan comes up to see if there's anything there but also I think that was the point where we were like okay this is happening we were we were stuck weren't we about the decision whether or not to tell the people that we were very close to, so our family and our parents, before we'd seen the scan. We didn't want to say anything in case something wasn't right, but at the same time, we didn't not want to say anything because that's 12 weeks before you've told them and they're people that you love and they're people that you're close to and it's so hard. Like They would potentially be a little bit, hurt that we'd kept it from them and it just didn't feel right did it so we we did we did tell our parents before the 12 week scan didn't we Mm, yes good Telling parents. Yes. So we told Jessica's mum first, just because that was what one of them had to find out first. And my mum lives quite far away, so we had to plan it plan it in. Well, it's yeah. Norwich. We had to we had to factor in the fact that we're in London and neither of our families are anywhere near us. <laughs> so and also I felt I just couldn't keep a secret anymore. I needed to I needed to tell her. She would have she would have been upset if I had have kept it any longer. That's the bond between a daughter and a mother though, isn't mm, it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So I thought it might be nice to buy a name book, like a baby name book. Because mm-hmm. Jess and her mum um 
discuss books a lot you like to read so I got a name book and the premise of telling her was oh I've Jess said oh I've been reading this new book by the way I've got it in my bag do you want to borrow it mm. and she said yeah 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 and out we pulled the baby book baby name book and she was like oh, are you are you and we said yes we are and we all hugged in the middle of the living room for a bit. She did later tell me that she had suspected that's what we were coming up to tell her. She she said that she'd gone to sleep that night thinking, hang on a minute, <gasps> they're coming up to tell me that they're pregnant. And she was right. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, she did. She told me later on. She that knew all she'd along? Had that. No, she didn't know all along, but she had her suspicions. We could have done it by text. By the way, oh no, BTW. BT Dubs. BT Dubs. <laughs> BBY. June 2019. June. June. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Smiley face emoji. Baby, yes, baby, baby face emoji. emoji. Bottle emoji, poo emoji, panic alarm button emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents. We actually told my dad I can't remember if we said this last week we actually told my dad earlier than we did going to the first midwife uh, appointment just because we we felt it was right that somebody knew that it might be a thing mm. um, we actually ended up going back to Wales for a family event and we just pulled him aside just before we left and just said just so you know this is probably happening uh, you had done the test by then. I had. So we knew, but we obviously wanted to wait until we'd been for a scan. And we just said, look, think it's happening. Um, don't tell anyone. But we just thought if anything goes wrong, you're probably the person who can get to us quickest. But when it came to telling my mum as well, we obviously wanted to make sure we told her in person as well. But obviously being in Wales, it's tricky, isn't it? So I... I initially wanted to wait until we had a scan picture to tell all of our family. Mm. But like you said, you, you really wanted to tell your mum as soon as you felt that you really had to, which was a long time before. So it got to the point I was like, actually, yeah, dad, dad kind of knows, but we really need to tell my, my mum as well. So we engineered, <laughs> we <laughs> engineered a trip to London for her and, and dad and mum love to come up and do a bit of shopping at Westfield or something. So, it was, it was, <laughs> we kind of, do you fancy coming up for the, oh yeah, we're not doing anything this weekend, so we can see, oh that's nice, should we go to Westfield? Yeah, okay. Um, Didn't your dad have to fake an office yeah, emergency? I, I think he, it wasn't an emergency, I think he had to pick up some, like, data tapes or something. So yeah. Like, oh, we can tie that in as well, perfect, great. So, dad had an excuse for driving them both up as opposed to just mum driving on her own as well. So, it was... In West, we went to Westfield, went for coffee, went for some food, but we went for coffee first. And it's that dad knew that that's why we were telling him. <laughs> one today, um, he was like, oh, is it? And he kept engineering the conversation. And I just, I found it really stressful um, sitting in a coffee shop, you know, like telling someone they're going to be a grandparent again. And it's. He was quite giddy, he was quite giddy with yes, the information. He and he was, he was really excited for us to to tell her and yeah he kept steering the conversation around 
to to try and get us to spill the beans. Well, uh, we'd, we'd just come back from Disneyland as well, hadn't we? We'd, we had. And we were talking about how that trip was and the rides. And, <laughs> and your dad, dad kept suggested you go on any of the rides. Obviously, the answer <laughs> being no. <laughs> and, and then I said, no, Jess couldn't go on any of the rides. She wasn't feeling up to it. And mum said, oh, yeah. Because she's having a baby. My mum went, oh, I knew, oh, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how everybody seems to just know. When you tell them, oh, I guessed, or I knew. No, she said, or, sorry, she didn't say I knew it. She said, oh, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes... Which, is very, which was lovely. That was a lovely thing to hear. Sometimes you want people to go, oh, wow, no. Or a, I'm not so no. surprised. <laughs> I don't want people no, to go, no. no. <laughs> I'm so surprised. But obviously the point we're at with our lives in general and relationship, it's not much of a surprise, is Getting it? Getting old. Yeah, thanks for that. I mean, me as well. Is this where you put in the sound of a clock ticking to represent my body clock? Just the countdown. Do, 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 do. Oh! <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, your mum was very happy, wasn't she? Yeah, everyone was very happy. She she marched just straight over to mamas and papas. <laughs> that is true. To which point I nearly had another meltdown, only because we hadn't done any baby shopping or any baby shop looking around because we hadn't had the 12 week scan so we hadn't been there in that frame of mind yet the last time that you and i went into a children's clothing kind of maternity shop mm -hmm. was in mother care in blue water when you and i were in a magazine that was a mother care magazine to promote a pantomime that we'd written <laughs> and directed absolutely no interest in any of the products in there We'd, apart from our own faces from on our a magazine own faces. <laughs> And we were in it as well, which was yeah. lovely, lovely. But they, I remember that day someone coming over to us and saying, because about five years ago, wasn't it? They came over and said, hello, can I help you? Are you, are you okay? And we're like, yeah, we're just here to find our own faces in your free magazine. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I still don't think we've bought anything from that shop. <laughs> Probably not, no. So we're nearly at the point where we finally get to have this 12-week scan, which feels like it has taken absolutely forever to get to this point so we're still hanging in limbo aren't we how were you feeling about this limbo situation of just not really knowing 100% sure what's going on inside my tummy this was hard because and I think it wasn't even what's going on inside your tummy it's Okay, like you said, chemically, it's recognised something's happening. Mm -hmm. But I think until you see any scan slash talk to the person with a scan who can check things, mm -hmm. it was not knowing that really screwed me up. It was hard. It was really hard. And I, I don't want to go, woe is me. I'm not the one whose body is changing on a rapid daily basis. But it was really intense and i and i'm still not okay now mm. but it was very much heavy on my head i didn't cope very well um because you i didn't know anything and it was the not knowing that was the worst thing i don't know is is it actually a little baby in there or is it something that hasn't happened which which either way is fine you know it's just one of those things 
Mm. Is it something that's going to change? Is it, is it this? Is it that? Is this going to be a, a possibility? Have we got to have this test? Have we got to have this test? Have I got to change careers? Have I got to do this? It, it, it was a lot. All of a sudden, my head just clicked and it wasn't a fun place to be for a, a month or so. It's never a fun place to be, but it was hard. And I, my anxiety just flipped, I flipped a switch. It's been rubbish this last year anyway, but mentally my yeah. head was a mess between about October and and where are we now? March. Yeah, March. between October and March, my head's a mess. <laughs> In fact, it's, it still is. But it was rough. It was knowing that, again, like I said last time, knowing that I've kind of done this to you, as it were. Uh, it was difficult knowing nothing at the same time as knowing a lot we didn't know anything and it was really difficult to get things in line I think and it was it was it was a struggle kind of settling my head it was like the biggest pebble had been thrown into a peaceful lake and stormy waters were happening that's the best thing I can choose to describe it Mm. and I was worrying myself with that because it meant that I couldn't be as positive I suppose for you I couldn't be as joyous and as happy as I should be knowing that we're going to have a baby and it wasn't even like oh how are we going to afford it it's very much that now (laughs) but it was more I don't know I can't plan things because we don't know things yet I can't plan work for this time of year yet. I can't plan shows that we're producing for this time of year. I can't give answers to other people who are asking if I'm free to do things at this time because I don't know yet. Mm. I can't book that gig. I can't book that gig. Or I can book that gig, but I might have to let that person down. Or I can't say to this group that want to work with us. It was really, really intense. And it's still going on. And that's very difficult for people to, I suppose see from the outside when we haven't told anyone yet you know if you turn if I turn into a a, you know a flaky idiot about my life because I know something that I may not have to deal with or may have to deal with I can't give a definite answer Mm. it was really odd we're not we're not flaky people we like to give definite answers yes or no and be organized it's really hard to organize your life when you have got that big big question mark sort of hovering and it must be really hard for you because although I'm in the same boat that Yes, all the chemical changes and my body's responding to the pregnancy the way it should and nothing had stopped or got less. The symptoms hadn't weakened. Everything was going strong. I still had that question mark, what's going on inside. But you don't even have the feelings that I'm feeling rushing through your body to confirm that there is definitely something going on. So it must be so much harder for your head to digest by me just telling you. So I, whenever anyone asks, I always describe myself as having a wobbly noggin. But this really made it like more wobbly than ever. <laughs> mm. It was, And it was, I think it was the, it, it's a very surreal thing to lose sleep over and there were nights that I like I think there were about three days I just didn't sleep at all 
because and I, and I mean I did I didn't have a wink of sleep because I couldn't I couldn't separate the what if from the rest of it and again pregnancy test yeah you tell me we're pregnant we've accepted that's great but is it though is what happens if we do it in three weeks and it was a good like three four weeks before we were having the scan it Mm. was it was hard and I there were times that we'd go and do um one of our acapella shows or something and people would ask how I am and I'd be like do you know what I'm I'm in my head I'm going I'm absolutely panicking I'm wired I don't know what's going on in our lives I don't know anything I can't give you a straight answer as to what this is going to do what what's going to be happening at this time next year because I can't but you you have to go yeah I'm all right it's really odd it's 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 odd especially when these feelings that you're told to open up about them so much you can't open up about them yet it's a really odd thing and mm. I, I and and then another layer on top of that is knowing that I need to try and not hide this from you, but I can't show you that this is affecting me like this because it will then worry you because I have to keep you calm. Mm. But not being able to talk to you about this is tricky because you're my wife and I should be able to talk to you about it. And this is this is in the first, like, three months. God knows what I was going to be like going down the line. We've still, you know, at the, at the time of recording this, we've still got a good few months to go. And, and we it's still, still there. We still haven't got a straight path of how this is going to work it is it is really terrifying um after you telling me that though I'm really glad that actually I left it quite a few weeks before doing the test because like I said previously I already knew by about week two or three that it had happened to my body can you imagine if I'd have done the test straight away and we'd have been in limbo for three or four weeks more than we already were just waiting around for that and I think that's the thing that I found surprising is the amount of time that you have to wait before you get anything confirmed like we said at the doctors we didn't even have to do another test to to confirm and you know it wasn't until that 10-week appointment at the midwives where (laughs) by the way I did finally manage to wee in the <laughs> in the pot. And she went back a week later. Yeah, no, I didn't. I managed it. The man with the leaf blower, he disappeared. And by the way, he wasn't in the cubicle. He was outside the cubicle. He you was. said it earlier on. It was like there was a man with leaf blower there and I just couldn't go. He wasn't in there. Hello, hello, darling. Would you like a little help? <laughs> Getting rid of all these leaves in this toilet. It's oh, really hard work. Oh. Wind, windy place, this toilet, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Sorry, no. I am trying to give a sample. <laughs> Seriously, though, it was so loud. Um, it, he had disappeared from the window, so I did finally manage to go back in and do the wee sample. But that is the first time that I'd handed over any evidence to the medical professionals just as proof that I am pregnant and that was that was 10 weeks along the line I think I've said to you before haven't I can you imagine if I was a slightly unhinged girlfriend or wife trying to imagine it loving your work (laughs) no can you imagine if I was a bit unhinged and I was trying to like entrap you and I had faked a pregnancy, I could have gone on for 10 weeks at that point 
and no one would have said otherwise because I wouldn't have had I wouldn't have had any confirmation that's quite scary don't you think yes and I still haven't seen the scan picture (laughs) 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 it's weird but but it's like we said before it's all on trust for a a long time it's a very strange thing and again I think that was one of the things that my head had just gone because it's not that I needed proof because you're my wife and I trust you and I love you but at the same time where's the proof it's weird I had shown you the the, the pregnant stick though oh the pregnant yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> it's definitely happening this has happened pregnant stick it did just look like a coffee stirrer with two lines in felt tip written on it though I must <laughs> say <laughs> no it, it was fine but at the same time you, you, you can understand why some people get incredible well like like I have but some people get incredibly stressed and, and I suppose almost rush a scan. It's an odd time not knowing, but knowing, but not knowing. <coughs> so the waiting game was very much up until the 12 week scan which we actually had about 11 weeks no we were, were we spot on 12 weeks we i've dead double on 12 checked weeks. Oh. i've double checked dates and the particular date of the scan was very significant and actually when when i filled when i filled everything in on online and we were waiting to get the appointment i had double guessed that we were going to get the 30th of november um which is the anniversary of my of my dad passing so it was a very significant day sorry it's a bit heavy but it's it's quite it was quite special it made the day it added a new joy to the two it added a different kind of element to the day normally I spend that day very sad but this was different we were we were finding out it's always a rough time for you yeah understandably and your mum but I think having this to cling on to on that day and being the first time that you mm. quote unquote meet your new baby was quite poignant. I mm. I liked that it was that day. It really, yeah, it, was, suppose, it became a completely different day for us that day. It was almost like he was kind of watching down a little bit more than he normally would. Yeah, it felt, it was emotional still. Whenever I see that date, when I wake up in the morning on that date, I always dread it. And But it's always the day that I allow myself to be a bit sad about it. You know, you kind of have to have, you have to have those days, don't you? And I still did. I think, I think it, I, I waited till the end of the day to give myself just a little bit of time just to, to think about dad. And it was... Yeah, it, but it it was a lovely it was a lovely day, and it was just it was just completely joyful in the end, wasn't it? We went to our appointment at the Queen Elizabeth Hospital, and even walking into a hospital is a, a, a I don't do very well with hospitals. No, it's a it's a big old thing. So you go in and and you you make your way to the ultrasound uh, check in desk as it is. And they take your file, they take your 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 book of things, and you you kind of wait for a little bit. Oh, this was another thing: the WeChat alarm is going off. You weren't you had to go in with a full bladder. 
Oh my gosh, yes I did. And this oh. was a really difficult thing. So we, we're lucky enough to live about five minute walk from the hospital. It's just kind of across mm, the road. Maybe really. ten minutes. Maybe ten minutes with a full bladder. Uh, <laughs> um, so we walked over, but even that was a stretch to go from our house to the hospital with a full bladder for you and you not knowing how long you're going to have to wait it was hard work for you yes very hard work no you've just reminded me of that but yeah you have to have a full bladder so I downed a big bottle of squash as we were walking out the front door by the time I got there I was in agony I didn't realize that in the same department ultrasounds are also done for other things so, no, me neither. This but, surprised me. Yeah, so you, you can go to that department for an ultrasound on uh, your sprained knee or after surgery to make sure your hip is better. It's really fascinating. I had mm. absolutely no idea. It's the naivety of me not being in a <laughs> pregnant situation. No, before. but I, th- I always thought that that department was the pregnant lady scanning department. I think that's its official title, actually. I think yeah. so too. Should be, shouldn't it? <laughs> I, I always thought that. Um, so we got we <laughs> <laughs> all the all the pregos this way. Anyone else that way? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it just. Do you think it, they just go over it like a checkout and it's just beep, like that? <laughs> beep, scanned. Beep, next. <laughs> Scan you next. <laughs> Are you alright? <laughs> <laughs> The look of disdain you just gave me. <laughs> I'm just not sure what's happening right now. I'm very tired today. <laughs> like, so tired. <laughs> I need some sleep. Shall we go back to the room? Oh, no, I'm in it. I'm... <laughs> so, <laughs> the yeah, room, the scanning room. We, uh, the nurse took us in and she was wonderful. And I think she could see that we were a bit all over the place. Yes. Um, and... Sat down and, and it was pretty much get on the bed, get yep. your tummy out. She was she was amazing. Yeah, she and was it, lovely. It was so reassuring. And again, it's quite a clinical thing. It's 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 their work. It's their job. They've seen everything. They've met everyone. It's fine. Not that you were any self conscious or anything, but it it I suppose just checking things out is just going through a list of people that you need to see throughout the day. But she was great, and it was really warm and welcoming. The room, even though it was a hospital suite, mm. it was really interesting. And she, she kind of, uh, you know, cleared your your tummy and and made sure that the right area was clear of clothes and everything, and then got the wand out, mm. a bit of gel on it, stuck it on your tummy, instant. There's the heartbeat. There's the baby. Bang, I thought. That quick. I thought we were going to have to be waiting for about. 30 seconds to a minute which would feel like five minutes because when you've seen these things on tv and when you've heard about it some people say oh don't panic if they're there feeling around for a little while to try and find the baby but it was very quick wasn't it and instantly honestly we could it was see, instant it we was could instant. see this little baby on the screen and it was a little baby we were expecting to see a bean yeah. But there was full on everything she showed us, the head, the little flashing heartbeat. There was one point where we could even see little hands covering face and it it looked like it was waving at us. And she, she did say, like, there's the foot, there's yeah. the arms, there's the hands. And it wasn't, it wasn't expected at all. We, again, you, I, I had absolutely no idea. We're clueless about this kind of thing. Mm. When I thought we'd maybe see 
something that resembled a kidney bean with a little attachment, which obviously would be the, the umbilical cord. And mm. No, there was a human shape and you could very, very clearly see a little button nose. Oh, our which scan is so pictures. Beautiful. Our scan pictures are so cute, and we came out very lucky with scan pictures. Actually, that's something to mention that I didn't know about. You no, do you need have to you pay do need them. to pay for your scan pictures when you go. So you do, and you have to make sure you have actual cash money, don't you? Cash money. Cash money. Dollar dollar. Dollar dollar. Uh, I think it was three for ten. Lovely bit of a bargain there. Mm-hmm. But no, that I, I, of course, it costs money. It's a service that's mm. quite a thing. They don't reel you off a whole album worth. I think I think she quite liked us though. I think we might have got a few freebies. We we, we may maybe. or may not have got a few more than we should have. And I think it's really nice of her to have done that. It's very kind. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It, but it's you're not allowed to record. You're not allowed to take a picture of the initial twelve week scan. And I already think any ultrasound scans at the NHS, mm. which of course you're not allowed. But I hadn't thought that because you always see people recording their ultrasounds and sharing it on Instagram and stuff. So that. That was an, uh, an, a pleasant surprise, but it was so surprising how instant it was. Like, wand, gel, bang, heartbeat. Mm. I, I didn't expect it and, it, and I sat there for the entire kind of 20 minutes with my mouth just, just so wide and I, I, with the biggest smile on my face. And I held your hand and I could see how teary and emotional you were getting and it really made me well up. I didn't cry, but I really was just in awe of the whole thing. I had no idea it would be that detailed and its little tiny button nose and its little arms and its legs and everything. Just like, there's the spine, there's the arms, there's the hands and fingers. Amazing. Couldn't it was mind-blowing. My boobs, <laughs> ta-da, got getting bigger, much bigger. And that was the point at work where one of my friends had to be told because she kept looking across the desk at my boobs and commenting really loudly to everyone, God, your boobs look really big. She was going to give the game away if she kept going. So that's when we... You said this last week, didn't you? you, you we were talking yeah. about your boobs. Already. We, boobs and we, that's the update. Boobs so each and week, we. Each week we go through your pregnancy, we'll talk about how much you weigh how big are your baps. Okay. <laughs> so the boobs, were, yeah, the boobs have got bigger and people were starting to notice that. I also started to notice that my tummy was getting a bit rounder from probably underneath the boobs area actually it was a completely different it was a different shape to anything that I'd seen before that's that's more what it was it wasn't that it was getting bigger it's the shape is changing Mm. there was something that I that started happening to me that I'd never heard of before but I was really breathless and turns out it's quite an early early pregnancy symptom um what it is is you feel like you're trying to catch your breath consistently and it's not even if you're walking or or running it's it's kind of like a kind of like a panic kind of anxious trying to catch your breath that's what I was like as well (laughs) (laughs) but it and it, it wasn't what it is is it's this surge of hormones that run through your body and 
it's the baby starting to need the oxygen from your blood. Oh, wow. And, I didn't realise that. And it, so it makes you need to try and take more oxygen in. And I found that there was a good three or four weeks when I would be <gasps> really gasping for air. And it was it was quite a weird sensation, but it made me anxious. It's, it, felt, it sounds like a horror film. It does. It, well, it's not as bad as that. I'm but being it's suffocated just, from the inside. Just something that I hadn't really heard of before. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was the reason for you feeling a bit breathless. I don't think you've told me that either. I think I remember mentioning it at the time, but I hadn't actually connected the dots. So I read up about why I was feeling like that after I had said to you, cool, I'm feeling a bit, bit breathless. So I looked it up. Obviously, I googled it. Um, and then craving. I had a craving. <gasps> It's the first craving, everybody. <laughs> what do we think it's going to be? Maybe we should have teased the craving last week and said, what was her craving? Da, 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 da. Is it sausages? Is it onions? Is it salt and vinegar crisps? It was... Ta-da! Salt and vinegar Salt and vinegar crisps. crisps. So Jess really hates onions with an absolute joy and a passion. And to the point that if I have a burger or something, it's got too many onions in it. No kissy time for Christopher. It's, un, it's unfathomable how much you hate onions. It's, it's awful. And I was really hoping that the craving would be onions so she'd learn to eat them. You're so mean. <laughs> but I thought that was it. I, How could my body pe- crave something I hate? You hear people that are craving Lego bricks dipped in hummus. You hear people that are craving to eat the inside of their shoes. So why wouldn't you like to eat onions? Maybe I thought maybe your hormones would connect the fact that you absolutely despise that to going, oh, actually, I quite fancy a bit of a nibble on a red onion today. Yeah, it's like an apple. No chance. No chance. There's still time. Still time. And the really interesting one was I started, I just had this this urge to start eating Weetabix in the morning. And turns out Weetabix has a lot of folic acid in it, which is what the baby needs to grow. Oh, so the uh, baby was telling you to shop and buy certain cereal brands. Yes. Well. So if we could be <laughs> sponsored by Weetabix, that'd be amazing. <laughs> But yeah, I, all of a sudden I was needing my Weetabix and I was sitting at work eating my Weetabix in the morning because uh, I couldn't quite face it straight away when I woke up. By the time I got there, I was like, nope, I have to eat and I have to eat this now. So that was interesting. It's, it's clever what the, the body does. It tells you what it needs. And I obviously needed a bit more folic acid, even though the midwives actually give you the healthy vitamins that you need, which have the acid in when you go to your 10 week appointment. Which is nice of them. Dad to be. Yes. Hi. What have I done? <laughs> well, you like a joke, don't you? Uh, d- yes. Where's this going? <laughs> well, you're going to be a dad. Yes. So your jokes are going to be dad jokes. Oh my God. So I think you need to do, tell everyone a dad joke a dad every joke. episode. Oh, really? Yes, please. Is this so you can mine for material for one of our shows? No, it's just so that everyone can know the minute they they hear you tell the joke, I will be here rolling my eyes. <laughs> She's, you're saying this with such a grin on your face as well. 
All right. So <laughs> this was the first joke that my dad ever told me that I can remember. Mm. So it's a good one to start with. Okay. This is dad joke. What did the traffic light say to the car? I don't know. What did the traffic light say to the car? Right. If you're going to say it with like contempt in your voice, <laughs> it's not, not going to work, is it? Let's try again, okay, shall we? Okay. Come on, play the game. <clears throat> what did the traffic light say to the car? I don't know. What did the traffic light say to the car? All right, well, if you're going to be sarcastic as well, that doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work either, does it? <laughs> I'll be serious. <laughs> what did the traffic light say to the car? I don't know. What did the traffic light say to the car? Don't look now, I'm changing. Oh. Amazing. What a response from the crowd. If you'd like to send us your favourite dad joke, then do email the show. <laughs> yes. So there we go. That was episode two of First Time Parent Podcast. Um, I'm quite enjoying this. Me too. Yeah, it's quite cathartic looking back. And, and we are going to catch up with ourselves. I should say that um, as we're recording this now, we, we try and record every Sunday. Um, but we're going to try and record a few talking about the, the weeks that we've missed and then we, we should be bang up to date in a few weeks' time so that we're talking kind of as live, I suppose. So mm -hmm. we're kind of updating you on how Jess is feeling as she goes through. When we hit towards about 30 weeks pregnant, I think we should be we should be bang on time, but we'll let you know. So in, in, in three or four episodes' time, we'll be able to be talking about as it's happening now, which is both... <laughs> utterly terrifying yeah which will be interesting because i feel like we're just reaching the final countdown already mm. uh, so we need to really hurry up and catch up with <laughs> ourselves for you well the, th the thing is at, at 30 weeks a, a baby could be born and it, you know it wouldn't be ready as it were but it's one of those things that it, it can f feasibly be okay it's a cra crazy feeling knowing that mm. in a few weeks time if it came early we'd be it, 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 there you go baby weird 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 but we're we're really enjoying this and thank you to everyone who's listened so far if you'd like to get in touch with us you can find us on twitter at ftppuk that's the same on instagram at ftppuk and on facebook if you search for first time parent podcast otherwise it's facebook.com forward slash ftppuk and please do get in touch with us via email as well if you've got any stories that we've spoken about, any cravings that you've uh, encountered after listening, not after listening to this week. I mean, if this week was sponsored by Salt and Vinegar Crisps, that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> um, but we'd like to hear your stories of uh, what your cravings were. We'd like to hear your stories of anything that you relate to from the show. Give us an email at firsttimeparentpod at gmail.com. That's firsttimeparentpod at gmail.com. Also, if you're listening on the anchor.fm app, you can actually send us a little voice note, which is really cool. Uh, did you know about this feature? <laughs> no, please be nice. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, <laughs> we've got one from uh, our friend Dixon, um, which I will get up now because Dixon was listening to the first episode. Uh, where is it? <laughs> Hang on a second. So I can't, I'll import the audio file, but this is Dixon's message. Loved it. 
So thank you very much for that feedback, Dixon. That's very <laughs> kind of you. If you'd like to send us a voicemail message to tell us that you are loving it as well, then make sure you download the Anchor.fm app, which is where we're hosting the show at the moment. So thank you very much for listening to First Time Parent Podcast this week. Um, we've been Jessica and Christopher, the BWs, and we'll <laughs> see you next week for podcast number three. Yeah, number three. Number three, boy. Yeah. See you later. Bye. Bye. right now which people won't be able to see they'll be here they'll be able to hear the clicks but they won't be able to see the shimmy that you're doing doing. (laughs) oh that is that that's the title of the episode scan you next (laughs) should we move on it's just like one of those it's like one of those travelators you know when you're in an airport and you've got like the moving walkway there's loads of pregnant people on that one after another tummies out They go past one nurse. She's got the gel, rubbing it on quickly as she goes past. Then the person with the ultrasounds at the next station, (laughs) holding it out. You have to position your tummy in the right bit. The quick, quick here of the heartbeat. Yeah, it's fine. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) Beep, done. (laughs) I was so easily amused. If only I ran the NHS, things would be very different. (laughs) Uh...